There you are, Brian. My God, you are a man that just knows how to entertain the imagination of people. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful to hear. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I can't peel myself away from this book. There's just there's just so much information in it. I giggle. I get more interested in different subjects. I, it creates conversation in my world, and I owe it all to you, dude. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good gig to get to do what I do. I get to, I get to find fun stuff, and I get to share it with people, and, and I get to share information in, in a happy way. It's a... Uh, it's a, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't be happier. You know, before the internet, radio people had to do their own research and they had to dig into things, and we relied on books just like this one. So I hope the world of radio okay. realizes that we need this book because it does, when you're doing morning show radio, you, you want to give that little shock and awe surprise to your listeners so they keep coming back. Sure, yeah, yeah. You want to give, give those little bits to, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice little jolt to hear a fun fact. You can repeat that later in the day to somebody. I appreciate that. All right. I want to know who designed Uncle Sam and, and would they change it if they could today? I don't know if they could because it's, it's kind of an amalgamation of, uh, of a bunch of different things. Like, I always kind of thought uh, that Uncle Sam was, like, dated to the American Revolution. Like, oh. you know, some, you know, colonist, like, put it up on a poster to recruit people. It's not. It's like... It's it, it wasn't the image of Uncle of Uncle Sam that we have now, kind of dates to the late uh, 1800s. So in the War of 1812, uh, this meat packer from Troy, New York, named Samuel Wilson, was uh, the official beef supplier to the troops. Uh, you know, during the the War of 1812, the invasion of England, rather, and uh, he stamped U.S. on all the boxes going out. Uh, and then somebody in the factory was like, what does the U.S. mean? <laughs> and somebody in the factory joked, oh, it stands for Uncle Sam, because that's what we call our boss. So oh that story spread God. as the meat got you know, distributed to where troops just started calling America in general Uncle Sam in kind of this, this familiar way. And I think it's probably because, you know, in, in 1812, the country was brand new. We didn't really have this, you know, we didn't have a lot of history yet. We yeah. didn't have these legends and and myths, you know, like England has King Arthur and, you know, this long succession of kings. We didn't really have anything. So we kind of needed that, that legendary figure, that myth. And so after the War of 1812, um, England, they kind of jumped on Uncle Sam as a thing to make fun of us for. <laughs> and editorial cartoonists would make fun of America and editorial cartoons by depicting him as this, you know, gargantuan, garish man you know, essentially made of flags. And, uh, oh and they all laughed at us the way the British did. But uh, back in America, they would see these cartoons and they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's own that. Yeah, we are patriotic. Oh, what of it? Wow. <laughs> so it just kind of, so all these artists started drawing Uncle Sam as, as this, uh, you know, guy with the, you know, red, white, and blue clothes, a big, you know, Stars and Stripes top hats and, and you know, giant uh, Grateful Dead pants, and, uh, <laughs> and then and then and then by the end of the uh, by the 19th century, uh, editorial cartoonist Thomas Nast kind of solidified uh, the the common image of Uncle Sam. So so all that old stuff about Uncle Sam is uh, it's it's not actually from revolutionary days. Wow. It's all it's all after the fact. Yeah. When you locate an oddity or something that we don't know, what what goes into the fact checking? I, I mean, I would I would love to be a fly on your business day wall. Oh gosh, it's it's so fun. Like it's it's just a constant stream of information because 
we've got a research library of, of just old, old books that we've collected from every every yard sale and, and thrift store imaginable. Our our moms send us newspaper clippings. Uh, you know, we read the internet. We scour everything every day. We watch a lot of documentaries. <laughs> We're all trivia hounds, so we just joyfully consume and collect and kind of curate and set aside this info, and then we kind of all put it together when we think we have enough to constitute a good page. Like, we had all this stuff about America. We're like, let's just do an America book. Like, <laughs> we won't do all the science and pop culture this time. But the fact-checking is a trip because you you have to go back to books. You have to go back to, like, yes. old books and, and find multiple sites. And then sometimes you find out something isn't true, but but the but then the true story is is just as good, you know. Like the the old adage that the uh, the Inuit had a hundred words for snow. Well, it turns out that like there's you know there's no one group of people called the Inuit, and they only ever had five words for snow. But over time, that just kept growing. Like you know, somebody reported that there were ten words for snow, and then the next person said there were twenty, <laughs> and then the next person said there were fifty. So. Like you find stories when you're fact checking other stuff, and it's just uh, there's always stories out there, and there's always interesting angles, and it's it's so fun to to discover them. Well, the one that I've been bragging about for the past week is, has been the JFK story about him wanting to buy the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I've talked with a lot of sports fans, and they're going, "What? I've never heard of that story." Yeah. Yeah, nobody knew about this until the 1980s when the the then current owner of the Eagles uh, went to Washington D.C. and he met. Uh, Senator Ted Kennedy, who told him, I, uh, you know, there, uh, I, uh, my brother was going to buy a football team. <laughs> it was in Octo- October 1962. Uh, JFK was, was thinking about, you know, what if I don't win the election of 1964? I'm super rich. I'm famous. What am I going to do after that? So he decides he's going to buy the Philadelphia Eagles wow. when, when it was still kind of possible to get into the NFL. It was still kind of a a burgeoning league. It was mm-hmm. small. There wasn't that many teams. But um, he decided this and started making plans right before the Cuban Missile Crisis, and that just kind of permanently distracted him. Mm-hmm. And then he, he got just more involved in politics, and then, and then he was assassinated. So that, that obviously negated everything. But how, what a trip to have a have the Kennedy family own yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Now, I'll tell you what, I'm loving me some Johnny Appleseed now because, I mean, I mean, we always heard that little fairy tale when, when we were growing up as kids, but man, you give us a different side of the story when it comes to Johnny. I, I love I love the Johnny Appleseed story. That's yes. like just American ingenuity and then also just like, just we got to dig deeper with all the stuff that they, that they taught us in elementary school. Um, yeah, Johnny Appleseed, Sounds made up, but no, it's a real guy. He he hiked across the frontier planting planting apple trees, <laughs> and it wasn't it, it wasn't to feed people with apples. Like this is this is the 1800s. The water wasn't that safe to drink, so people got most of their hydration each day from alcohol. Yeah. So all of those apple trees that he planted were to were to make cider and to make apple jack. So those were those were liquor trees wow. that Johnny Appleseed was planting. So now uh, I, I, I wanted to not dive into this story here with, with my reading eyes. What I wanted to do was I wanted to I wanted to see if I was right in the observation. Was it meat preservation that created the corn dog? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was actually, I was, it was wrong. Um, I was wrong. Oh. It does. It does. It does seem like that. Though, yes. So many. So many of those things are are based on that. No. Um, 
a guy driving through Oklahoma, he's about to open a restaurant in Texas, he's driving through Oklahoma and he ate um, a hot dog baked into a piece of cornbread. Oh. And he thought, this would be good, but what if we fr deep fried it instead? Because he's absolutely correct. Everything's better deep fried. So he goes back home and he, he calls it a crusty cur. He, he, <laughs> dou he douses a, a hot dog in like a, like a wet cornmeal batter sticks a stick in it so it can be portable and he calls it a crusty cur and his wife says that's a terrible name uh but <laughs> so let's call it a corn dog instead <laughs> please tell me that you're going to be turning this into some sort of special for in npr or netflix or hulu because everything you have here you have got hundreds of episodes of facts that that need to be on on oh moving gosh. pictures <laughs> that would be cool that would be that would be a lot of fun <laughs> I mean, because I mean, the things that you cover here. I mean, I mean, first of all, there's a basketball court in the Supreme Court. What? Why? I mean, do, do they? I never see these guys as being athletic. Well, it's mainly for the, uh, the they built it in the 1940s when when basketball was kind of taking off. It's mainly for the uh, the large support staff, the, the maintenance crew, okay. uh, the employees, the the cafeteria workers. But they call it the highest court in the land, yeah, which, yes. is, which is just perfect. But but uh, occasionally, uh, Supreme Court justices have been known to uh, to play a pickup game. But like when I think of this, all I can picture is just these you know elderly judges in their robes, you know, dribbling between the legs and doing a, a Kareem-style skyhook. you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Brian. Oh, I love it. I'd love to. Thank you. You're great. It's a great show. You be brilliant today, okay? Oh, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.